What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to give you today's episode because it's with my friend Sam Altieri. You may have heard her on the podcast before, but we decided to start doing something kind of regularly. We'll see how often we can fit it in with each other's schedules and everything like that. But we wanted to start doing something called Sam X Sam Jam Sessions, where we literally just get on the phone basically to like catch up and talk about what's present for us in life and business. And we record the conversation and we share it with you. So you basically just get to kind of be a fly on the wall for these conversations. And obviously, you know, we try to add value and bring in topics and things that we think will be useful to you. So this first one that I'm bringing to you was so much fun because it really just felt like a friend catch up with her and we laughed a lot during it, but we also a lot of like golden nuggets came through and we had some downloads and some really awesome quotes that came out of it. So I think you're going to love this episode, just not only like the energy of it, because Sam has a great energy and whenever we're together, we have this like synergy and conversation just flows, um, but also for the content of the conversation and what we actually talk about. So we're going to talk about energy and magnetism and how to really you know, develop your own personal energy so that you get to a place of being magnetic, drawing in those people and experiences that you want in your life, the business goals or whatever it is. So we talk about both of our journeys towards becoming more magnetic. We talk about the dichotomy of feeling like we're too much and also feeling like we're not enough at the very same time and how that wounding has shown up for both of us individually in our lives and and the different experiences that we've had that relate to that. Um, We talk about being seen and how difficult it is sometimes to put yourself out there and really allow others in to share your voice, to show up online. Um, We talk about some of the internal struggles that come along with sharing on Instagram or building a business. So I think you guys are really going to love this conversation and I can't wait for you to listen. I'm going to leave this intro super short because we do chat for quite a while, but it's I feel like it's going to feel like for you that you are just one of our friends because you are and you're hanging out with us and you're listening to us have a chat. So without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome to the Makeshift Happen podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly, entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie, here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up-level your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go Makeshift Happen. You would get this because you and I both have like really big energies. Like we both have mm-hmm. really big personalities. Like yeah, you're you're like you, yeah, your energy just like radiates and like is so impactful. Like when you walk into a room or you get into a conversation or you're speaking about something that you're powerful about, it's like it's almost like it like kind of like gut punches you. Like it can't <laughs> like like it like can't be ignored kind mm-hmm. of vibe. Mm-hmm. Like how do you? teach that yeah dude this is like okay so 
I think I'm going to like, I want to go back in time to give context for how I believe I teach it now or like how I've even gotten myself to a place where I, I like my energy is my favorite part about myself. Um, because I think like growing up, you know, my story about like body image and like not feeling good in my skin and being a dancer. And like, I, I would always be comparing myself to other people. Um, whether it was like in the dance class where we were like looking in the mirror and comparing bodies, um, or magazines or intelligence or just seeing other people like, like fitting in more than me. Like I, I totally felt like an alien, like an outcast. Um, and I remember so specifically, like, I don't, I don't remember what the event was, but I remember this like decision in my mind, which was like, if I am not beautiful and I don't look like them and I don't fit in, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to focus on making myself just like so irresistibly like mature and like at least getting the adults to like me because that was always like the compliment I got when I was growing up. Like you're so mature, like Sam's so mature. Um, And my mom was always like, oh yeah, like, you know, she started school early and like she could teach the classroom and like that kind of shit you know and I I remember getting validated for not my looks like they would call me cute but like I was never told like oh my god Sam is so beautiful or maybe if I did I don't remember it I do remember specifically being like complimented for my maturity and that I was kind of like an old soul and like that type of shit and so I was like huh okay. And I started to notice the pattern and I was like, well, I'm going to make myself just fucking awesome on the inside. And then even if I'm air quotes ugly, cause I truly did believe that that was my reality. Then I was like, if I'm not beautiful, fine, I'm going to be beautifully in the inside. And I remember like deciding that and then just going so deep into self-help personal development. And then that kind of led me down the like spiritual growth path of like I mean it's not even growth really it's more like unlearning like letting go of all the shit you know letting go of all the beliefs and and doing a lot of shadow work around all the things I didn't like about myself and then that I believe was the biggest piece for me like shadow work hands down really starting to like examine all the pieces that I hated about myself or was ashamed of to be able to like kind of be in like the full expression of myself of not trying to hide hide pieces. And I think that is what makes people's personalities so vibrant is when they're not ashamed to just be who they fucking are. And, um, and then they're not like, you know, kind of hiding or uh, like only showing half of them or they're somebody in this setting, but there is somebody else in this setting. And I'm like, no, I am the same in every setting because I literally don't have the, like the mental capacity to remember chameleon. which one I need to be. Yeah, yeah, to be <laughs> and, a chameleon all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. And now I just realize, like, dude, I'm not supposed to fit in. I'm supposed to stand out. And that was a huge, huge, huge shift for me. And I know you've had that same like too much wound of like I'm too much, or I shouldn't be too loud, or too crazy, or too much energy. And I'm like, yeah, but the world needs us. Like, we're not, we don't fit in because we're supposed to stand out. And that was one of the most powerful things one of my mentors uh, told me. And I was like, oh my God, 
that was it. That's it. It's not, it's because we're not supposed to fit in. Like we're supposed to have these big personalities. And for the women that feel like they are too much, it's like, why? Why? Who told you that? Right? What yeah. what yeah. movies or shows or TV or society or things, narratives that you've been taught to believe that you need to tame yourself in this little box? It's like, yeah. nah, no, bitch, I'm big and I want to yeah. be. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I was told so many times growing up that I was too loud. My laugh was too loud. My sneeze was too loud. Everything about me was too loud. Like, but like, Look I literally. Size this shit. It's so crazy. <laughs> I have the most, I have the most dramatic sneeze. Like if you heard it, you know, like, it actually, it actually scares people sometimes. It's like, it's like, Achoo! like, it's like a shout. Um, but yeah, oh it was just gosh. like, in a lot of ways, it was just always too much in that sense. I also remember being told something as a kid that I've reflected on recently, which was like, when someone says like, that's not very ladylike. Mm. And I feel like that kind of like, I mean, I never accepted it. Like if my parents ever said that to me about something, I always kind of had the attitude of like, well, I don't care. Yeah. Like I was never like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, let me not do it anymore. It was kind of like I was the person who like would want to do it more almost if you told Mm -hmm. me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't something that you thought was cute or that you approved of. Um. But I feel like that's just another thing. Like, what is ladylike? Like, ladylike means dainty, quiet, petite, uh, non-intrusive, non-interruptive. Like, did you just whatever. look this up, or do you actually know the fucking definition of ladylike? No, I'm. I'm just saying. I feel like that's what we think oh. of. Wow. Okay. I was like, wow. That sounds like you're literally reading Merriam-Webster <laughs> right now, and <laughs> that's my brain. I have yeah. a lot of words okay. up here. You guys, Sam is just fucking genius, so just (laughs) excuse her. (laughs) Excuse me in my extensive English vocabulary. Um, But you know what I mean? It's like when when someone says that's not very ladylike, what does that actually mean, right? It means that's too much for what the box that I've decided to put you in, Uh right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's, – I notice it like – when I use, like, when I say, like, fuck, like, I definitely say that a lot, not on purpose. I think it's just, like, a way that I, when I'm really passionate about something and I'm just, like, speaking and I'm in my power, it comes through a lot. And it's not, like, a, like, aggressive use of it. It's just, like, oh, like there's no better word. Like I just love me a good fuck, like, right? And I think that there's a lot of like connotations with that or like don't say, don't swear, like, mm, like, mm. And I'm like, wait, but that's just how I speak and I can change it. Like I certainly can remove the fuck, (laughs) but it doesn't, for me, it doesn't land in the same way. And when I hear other people saying it and using it, I naturally find myself gravitating to them because I'm like, they get it. Like, they're just as fucking passionate and they're not doing it for show, you know? Like, that's who they, that's just how they speak. And I've had many clients come to me and be like, honestly, I love how real you are. But one of the things I love, which is just so like random, is like, I love that you say fuck. (laughs) I was like, what? That is like the most 
random reason why someone would ever like that would be like the last thing that would help them commit to like signing onto a program or working with me. But if that's what it is and that's just part of it, like great, well, so be it. I'm not, I don't want to hide that part from the world. And anytime I try to dim that down or like be like, how can I say this without swearing? I'm like, why? Why am I? I'm just trying to make other people more comfortable. <laughs> why would I? Like, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even mean to say that, but you know, you get the point. <laughs> Yeah, I think like I definitely have felt this as well. But what's funny is I never cared about like integrating the use of swear words or like cuss words or whatever you want to call them into my vocabulary or my language until somebody else told me that I should care. Until somebody else told me that that's not very ladylike. Yeah. Or that's not very polite. So or true. you sound like a truck driver or <laughs> like, right? You're like, I know. Honk, honk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm a fucking hot ass truck driver. So <laughs> what are you going to do about it? <sighs> but I never cared about that because I have been this way since I was like an early teenager. Like yeah. since, since I could get away with slipping in the F word, I've been doing it, you know? So it's Same. not like, it's not like I invented this version of myself to try <laughs> and like be more relatable or like be whatever. It's like, no, I've like been this way since I was probably like 13 or 14 years old. Yeah. yeah. Probably like 12 you, or 13. I remember us having conversations too around like you kind of being the like the star, like you being the like, um, not like the focal point, but I think I remember you, or maybe I'll just ask you the question and you can share your experience. But like growing up, weren't you like kind of in the spotlight to a degree? Like, like you liked being like Sam, which whatever that meant to you. Yeah. I think I've always been, and I was thinking about this before we started this conversation. I feel like I've always been quite comfortable being seen. Like I've enjoyed the experience of being seen. Yeah. And so, yeah, like as a kid, you know, I was a dancer as well. And so obviously that kind of like puts you on stage literally. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I would do solo routines. And so it was literally just me on stage being judged by a panel of judges and being watched by hundreds of people. And of course you get nervous, but like I thrived on that energy. I really liked that. And then in school, I was always a really good student. Like I would be made the example a lot of times by teachers of like, if someone missed class and they needed notes, they would come to me and say, Sam, can you lend your notebook to mm-hmm. whoever, like have them copy your notes? Cause like, I know that you take great notes. Like, yeah, like I definitely, part of my experience growing up was thriving in being seen and recognition, which is yeah. like a huge thing for me to work on then in terms of like my own shadow work of like, well, what do you do when there's not recognition? Like, what do you do when you're, when you feel like you're not being seen, you know? So it, it, yeah, it's been a little bit, a little bit different for me. Yeah. I've totally noticed that. Like I was reflecting, I think I was like stalking your page the other day and I, I actually had that thought exactly of like, Sam has had actually no problem being seen. Like you are very unapologetic about just like showing up, showing your body being like, talking about your accomplishments. 
And that has not been my experience at all with social. Like I started out sharing like my physical transformation on my page, but very quickly like moved into the like world of infographics because it was like, well, number one, it was way easier to just like, cause I'm a creator at heart. And I think like, I really love creating those. Um, but there was also part of me that was like, why would anyone ever want to see me? Like that was a thought. Like why would like people, this isn't valuable for people. Like showing a photo of me being happy is not valuable. So I'm going to just create content and information. And that's what I did. Right. And like that, fortunately it was a, it was great for me because like the first year of my business, like, I think it was like, I don't know, the first like eight or nine months online, like I had six figures purely out of posting infographics and like, you know, maybe random like pics of me, but I very quickly kind of like hit a point last year where I was like, wait a second, like, am all I doing is just like pumping out these infographics? Like, where's the me in this? Like, where, like, and not, not that like, how do I say it? Like, it, it was almost like, I felt so disconnected from my business because it was like, I was kind of hiding in a way behind the infographics because I thought that people wanted that, not anything about me or my stories or my lessons. And that has been this entire year for me is like knowing that actually I am valuable and my stories do matter. And in fact, my story is the most important thing about my business. Like Mm -hmm. truly, it doesn't matter what I know, air quotes, it's like the experience and like being embodied, like feeling like it is safe to be seen and show up. And that has been a really, really, really huge like breakthrough moment for me around like, no matter what I look like, no matter where I am in any phase of life, like I am worthy and deserving to be seen. And also it's valuable. Like, and kind of getting out of my own way and getting out of the ego place of like, eh, who cares? Like, blah, blah, blah. like, it's like, people don't want more information. That's not it. Like people want relatability. People want story. People want this emotion. And that's why I buy from people. I don't buy because they got mad, great information. Like, thanks. I'll bookmark it and I'll learn, but I probably will never buy from you because I don't even know who you are. And I want to know that. And, and that has been something I've really been landing in in just the past few months, even to a deeper level of like, wow, what is my story? Like, what are these really like, what are the things that I can share that feel like, like to create my Instagram feed and my content as actually kind of like my self-expression or like my diary, like where I'm at. And that just felt so good. Um, So yeah, to just like give you that reflection, Sam, of like, dude, hell yeah i'm so glad you have been doing that the whole time that you haven't ever struggled with the being seen thing because that has been my biggest like fear for sure is like who am i or like who cares that's kind of the like why would people want to see me like yeah (laughs) but i feel like so many women can relate to that you know like i i feel like where you are coming from with that so many people feel that way when they're starting out online, especially if they're building a business, this fear of like, 
people don't care. Like, why would anyone care? I feel like that's such a story yeah. that women have, like, especially with my business clients, we talk about this all the time, all the time. And like what you said is, is, you know, like you are your business, right? Like the only reason anybody's ever going to join a course or a program of yours, whether it's uh, a pre-recorded thing or it's a live thing is because your energy is in it, right? It's because of you and that like you showing up is the thing that builds that like, no and trust, that relatability, that feeling of like, I feel like I know Sam. I know about her life. I know about her story. I know about her, you know, her, her personal routines or like how she lives her life or how she mm -hmm. structures her time. Like you just feel so much more connected to people in that way when yeah. they actually do show up and are transparent. And that is so powerful for building a personal brand. Like that's what, a, that's at the end of the day, I feel like that's what we are building. We're building personal brands, right? For sure. And I love that you said people don't hire you for information because I, I just posted about that a little while ago on my feed, like a post that literally says people don't hire you for information because the truth of it is if you want to learn about eating disorders or how to build a business or marketing or advertising or strategy or money mindset or literally anything, there's a million books and podcasts and YouTube videos and tons of resources available for you potentially for free. Mm -hmm. So like, it's not like you have some brand new piece of information that nobody else on the planet knows. And so that's why they must come to you to- Wait, Sam. You're giving away the secret. We totally have the <laughs> secret strategy to growing a 75-figure business on the internet. <laughs> just hire me and I will teach you how to earn nine figures. <laughs> yeah. And just like pay me like six figures a month for that and put yourself into debt. It's fine. <laughs> Download these codes that I received from the divine, <laughs> from I the aliens. Through this transmission. Yeah. Oh, man. But like Loki, I feel I feel like I feel like sometimes the way that and we're we're obviously just joking, we're kidding, and we're ragging on our own industry, which is, you know, yeah. whatever, it's fine. We but um I feel like, yeah, sometimes the way that things are presented makes people maybe believe that like this is the only place that I can get this. And that is never true. Like it's never the only place that you can get it, but in terms of information, right? But yeah. it's the only place that you can get it in terms of that facilitator's unique energy, which is what this whole conversation is about. This is where we started, right? With like energy. How do you teach energy? How do you teach personality? How do you teach charisma, right? You can't really teach that, but what you can teach and help people is how to, how to show up online in their authentic way. Like yeah. who are they naturally and how can we showcase that more and how can we let people in more? Because that's what makes all of your programs unique is you, is that you're in it, right? It's, it's the yes. information that may be available in books and podcasts and YouTube videos or wherever else and with other coaches potentially, but it's filtered through your lens, your experience, your life stories, the way that mm -hmm. you speak, uh, the way that your voice transmits, like it, yours is obviously delivered with a lot of fucks in between. People like that, you know, <laughs> like that's, that's where the uniqueness is. It's not in the data or the information, but it's in the facilitator and their energy. Totes. Yeah. And it's interesting as you're saying, I'm like, oh yeah, like 
that's actually my, and you came into teaching it, my Unstoppable University program. It's actually a, you know, it's kind of hard to put words to like a program when there's an intangible result sometimes. Um, but the result of Unstoppable University, which actually starts next Wednesday, is that you discover who you are through a lot of all the things that we've been just talking about, right? Like actually going inside and figuring out who are you, what's your voice, what's your story, what are you here to do, and then go out in the world and do it with confidence because you know that you are the only one like you. And just because somebody can watch the YouTube video doesn't mean they want to. Like we want to learn and be in the energy of somebody else learning the thing. And when we pay, we pay attention. Right. When we pay, we actually integrate the information we consume. And often like we can watch a YouTube video or we can consume an infographic and bookmark it, but we don't actually implement and integrate the info. And I think that's what is so powerful about like mentorship or whatever you want to call it, uh, because it's like you have somebody to help hold you accountable to the integration of the thing. And mm-hmm. The, the kind of like, I don't know, age old question of like, who am I? Right. Like you can feel this like existential thing. And it's like, well, first of all, like you're not just one thing and every day you're different. So you're never going to like air quotes, get it. Uh, but you can do a really good job at understanding what makes you tick, what makes you tr- triggered, what you're motivated by, what are your core values, right? Like who you want to be, uh, what drives you and excites you and, and know that about yourself so that you can go take action on your goals or you can set goals in a way that motivates you. Uh, because like for me, money does not motivate me at all. I've realized from lots of trial and error and like trying to set financial goals. It doesn't work. I literally just get stressed out. And I'm like, fuck this. I don't want to do it. <laughs> the thing that like motivates me is fun. Like it needs to be fun and it needs to have community. Those are like my two things. I need to have this like community vibe and I have to look forward to it. Um, and I don't know if that's just like a ADHD dopamine thing or if that's just a human thing, but I'm not motivated by money or reputation. I'm motivated by fun and play and this really deep sense of like sisterhood or community that's created within my programs. and when we know that then we can go out in the world and create the thing that we want and we actually stay consistent with it and um i mean that has changed the game for me because when i realized like oh no wonder why i don't like blank whatever it is like it's not fun like and i just i just love fun i'm also an enneagram seven you are too right are you an enneagram no seven? no 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 i'm a three but oh, you're your, your sevenness is like so potent. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, all right, I'm going to embrace that. And I know that you've talked about that too. And in, in your program, Burnt Out a Badass, is like these tools, like the Enneagram, human design, gene keys, your, your birth chart. Um, what else do I love? I don't know. Those There's are some of the so main much. ones. Yeah. But those are those have been some of the most impactful tools for me in being like, whoa, this is me. Like if 
I'm not having fun. I don't want to do it. It doesn't even matter if it causes me consequences or money or whatever. I just don't do it. (laughs) And it's like, okay, great. Now I can know that and I can make the things that I have to do, like taxes, more fun um, or paperwork or, you know, kind of that stuff. And man, self-awareness and self-discovery is literally everything. Yeah. But it's like you said, it's so hard to put a price on it because I think you only truly know the value of it and how it impacts your life once you've experienced it. So that's, Mm -hmm. you know, as a coach who does what you and I do with, you know, not all of our programs, but I feel like Unstoppable You and From Burnt Out to Badass at least is for a lot of women, that journey into deep self-awareness, right? And if that's the first touch point that they have with that work, it can sometimes take a while for people to recognize the value in it, the worth in it, right? Because you're like, you know, I've read a bunch of books. I've tried to change my habits. It doesn't work for me or whatever, or this is just going to be another thing that I do and nothing's going to change. And, you know, it's, it's hard to, like you said, it's intangible. The result of those programs is intangible, but it is arguably more valuable than like a tangible result that you might get in terms of like, oh, I launched my business or I made my first 5K month or something, right? Like yeah, those things are great. After right. a while. Yeah, like those things are great and it's super exciting. And those obviously we want tangible results as well. But when you get a result from an experience that fundamentally changes the way that you view yourself and the world, that mm-hmm. doesn't just change that day or that month. It changes the rest of your life. It changes the trajectory of your all of your relationships, of how you relate to people, of how you treat and relate to yourself. Like it changes everything. And so I love what you were saying about, you know, we can consume all these things for free or wherever, but until you're doing it in a way that really facilitates the integration, you're not going to see change. And this is what I always talk about is the difference between inspiration and implementation because a lot of people in the personal development space are being really inspired. And so when you were talking, something just came to my brain, which was like, inspiration without implementation is just more information. Mm. Which is like, yeah, if you're just watching YouTube videos and listening to podcasts every week and reading books and you know you follow a bunch of people on Instagram and you're saving posts or being inspired, but you feel like your life hasn't really shifted that much, like you're still in the same job or you're still in the same relationship with your body or you're still in the same place financially, like all you're doing is becoming more aware of the problems, but you're not actually attacking them or taking any action or revolutionizing your experience of life. Yeah. And in fact, as you say that, it's like, if you think about, like, we only have so much capacity for information in our brain at one time. And then what that turns into overconsumption turns into overwhelm. And then overwhelm turns into just staying stuck. Yeah. Analysis paralysis. You're like, fuck, there's all these things, all these tools, all these modalities. I should be doing 5,000 things in the morning, a cold plunge, breath work, meditation, reading tarot cards. I should know my astrology chart. Why don't I know my things? I need to get a reading for this thing. Like, And then you're just like, fuck, what do I do? And so you do nothing. Right. You go back to your old habits because you feel like you can't do it. 
And I think that is the, like, that's why having a program that has structure is so important so that you're not dive bombing into 80 things, trying to change 80 things at once, because we just can't do that. We're human. You know, I think we have like this, this alter ego. That's like, I can change everything at once. And it's like, you can for like two days and then you get burnt out and you're like, fuck it. And then you binge eat and find yourself like going through Netflix until 2 a.m. And (laughs) the, the rule of thumb that I create for myself and all the clients in my business mentorship is create 80% and consume 20%. Like that's a pretty solid ratio of creation to consumption. Most people have it backwards. And I would arguably say like, 90% of people have it backwards. They're consuming 80% of the time and only creating 20% of the time. And they wonder why they're not happy. Well, you're taking in information from everybody else, but you're not creating your own. So no wonder why you don't feel fulfilled. You're taking in mad info, but it's leaving you feeling empty because like our core, like our core driver really is having purpose. And you're not doing anything with it. You're absorbing the information, but then you're, you're not doing anything with it. Right. Right. It's like, it's like filling your fridge with a bunch of food, but never cooking. And you're just trying to shove food in. Right. And then it starts rotting. And then you're like, I'm starving, but I'm going to just keep going (laughs) grocery shopping. And it's like, what? Go to go make the stir fry. What are you doing? (laughs) You're like, I don't have time. I don't have time to make the stir fry. I'm just going to keep watching the recipe tutorials online i'm gonna keep buying the new ingredients but like i'm starving and uh my kitchen now has dust in it so now i gotta clean the kitchen like but you never feed yourself (laughs) yeah yeah no i'm loving this analogy (laughs) i'm visualizing like the tomatoes like rotting in the bottom of the fridge (laughs) i i see like um the long like green ends of the carrots like sticking out of the door (laughs) It's overflowing at this point. But yeah, that's carrots. Real quick, last night I had a carrot before dinner, and one of the ends of the carrot looked like something out of like Lord of the Rings. Like I don't even watch Lord of the Rings. Like I've seen it, but I don't really know like any references to it. But it just looked like it would belong in that. And I just wanted to share that yo, carrots are fucking weird. Carrots are fucking weird. Well, they grow underground. You actually put me on to carrots, the raw carrot thing for your hormones. You're right. I remember seeing you in your story and I was like, damn, Sam looks fucking like a babe eating a carrot. I've never (laughs) seen someone look so hot eating a carrot. Like. (laughs) Oh my God. They're good though. Like carrots are, if you guys haven't eaten a raw, wow, we're really, this transition is wild. But if you haven't eaten a raw carrot in a while, go get yourself some raw carrots and crunch on them. Raw, unwashed, like get them organic though. Um, Yeah. I mean, don't eat non-organic unwashed. No, that's too much, you know? And also I'm I'm allergic to the normal carrots, like the pesticides or whatever they are. I break out, like my mouth swells and my throat is itchy and my ears, it's so crazy. So I got to get the organic ones. Same with like apples and stuff like that. But yeah, I probably eat like, I don't know, a pound of carrots a week. Kind of crazy, but dude, I'm obsessed. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Okay. I have so many carrots in my fridge right now. I'm going to go eat them after this. <laughs> like night, uh, nighttime snack. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's circle back to 
where we started, which was kind of the idea of magnetism, right? For the women who are wanting to show up online more and stepping into their own authenticity and being able to be seen like for you and I, we can just kind of jam on this, but like, what do you feel like contributes to being a person who is, has like a magnetic sort of aura that people are just like drawn to? Yeah. All right. I'll answer and then I'll ask you. Um, honestly, I think the biggest piece is like loving and accepting myself. Like I, I've stopped making myself wrong or, and, or when I put out, when I share content, when I show up anytime, the belief of it's not good enough comes up, I notice it and I reframe it right then and there. Because I I truly believe that like, there's so many women right now going around thinking like, what am I missing? What am I missing? I'm missing the strategy or I'm missing this certain thing. And it's like, no, what you're missing is the belief that you already know. Like that's the thing. That's what's missing. It's your belief in yourself. And I was not always a confident person. Like I'm sure you out of most people know that. Um, But I truly don't give a fuck about what people think of me anymore. And it's kind of crazy to say that because I'm like, wow, I really don't. Like I don't care. I, I enjoy my own company. I love who I am. I really do. I like, and maybe that's ego-based. I I just don't think so. I'm like, no, I have shit to work on for sure, but I love where I'm at. I really do. I like, I have gone through a lot and I have so much grace and compassion for myself. And I think when I show up online now, it's not out of a place of trying to prove myself and that I know enough or that I am enough. It's like, no, I know those things. I have worked and found the root of my unworthiness and the belief that I'm not enough. And I have alchemized that into believing like, no, I'm a boss ass bitch. And anytime that not good enough, not worthy enough things comes up, I address it. Like I don't ignore it. I don't push it down. I write it down in my journal or I vocalize it out loud and I cry it out and I feel my feelings. And then I move through it. And I truly believe that my ability to stay consistent online is in the same kind of grounded, but playful, vibrant energy time and time again is the thing. Like that consistent bigness, I guess, is the thing. Because when I see people on their, on their social and I can feel their energy is like wonk, I'm like, there's part of me that doesn't even want to follow them anymore. It's actually kind of crazy, like how quickly one post can really kind of turn me off from them. And I, I think for me, it's really just been like almost like energy mastery, like emotional mastery of belief, beliefs, calling, you know, noticing when I have these beliefs that just don't fucking feel good, getting them out of me and then processing them and then deciding to show up differently, which could be, you know, dropping up and down, dancing, working out, 
going for a walk. It's like having these practices to get myself back into this state of alignment and this state of like, my natural energy is this. It's fun, playful, loud. And that's who I am baseline. That's not who everyone else is. So it's like, as soon as you are your baseline and you're in your just like natural beingness, that's the magnetism. Cause like somebody that is a little bit more shy or introverted, they would have to be trying air quotes to be as energetic as say me or you, but this is me. This is me all the time. Kurt is like Christ. And I'm like, Kurt, why are you so quiet? And it's like together we we really have developed a beautiful relationship and like I elevate him and he grounds me. And so yeah. I think just knowing who, what is your what is your energy state and knowing that you can you can totally um you can change that. You can totally change that. Um but I think everyone kind of has this like it's kind of like a weight set point. You know how we all kind of have a weight that like our body naturally wants to be at? Yeah. I believe we all have an energetic and an emotional set point that we kind of naturally operate at. And we can put in conscious effort to kind of raising it. But when we at least are in our natural, like feeling good energy, that's where we really thrive. It's not going above that. Like I don't pretend to be this like enlightened being. It's like, no, I'm here. I'm good. I process, I show the real shit. And and that's truly what has been, I think, the biggest few pieces for me. Um, yeah. I don't know if that resonates. And I would love to hear for you like how you have processed and allowed your energy to be seen too. Yeah. No, I think that's perfect. And well, I love what you said at the end there because it's kind of like the idea of a of a thermostat. Mm-hmm. Like you, you've got that's like a really good analogy because you you set the thermostat, or we have like kind of like a set point on the thermostat of our personal energy of like who we naturally are. And I think you can do certain work to create a new set point on the thermostat in terms of you know your self worth and and that kind of stuff. Um, so that you, that's your baseline, right? Mm-hmm. And then there are certain things in life that can pull you up from that and make you go bigger, louder, higher, more extended. And there's other things in life that can pull you down from that, right? In the getting yeah. colder direction of kind of like being more introverted or more shy or quieter or reserved or whatever. And there will be like natural fluctuations of temperature in that way throughout our lives. But there's always the thermostat of when you dip down cold, it kicks on, it turns the heat on, it kind of like brings you back to baseline. But I think in order for your thermostat to be working, you have to have those practices in place of like what you mentioned, right? If you don't have those practices, when you go cold, you won't necessarily be able to bounce right back up because your thermostat won't kick in of like, hang on, this isn't me, this isn't my baseline, like let's go back, right? So that's kind of like what I was visualizing when you were describing that. And I think that's such a great way to put it. And so, you know, for people who maybe they don't relate as much to this idea of like being too much or too big or too loud or too ambitious or too crazy or silly or whatever, and maybe they feel like they're too shy or they're too introverted or they're too quiet or they're, you know, not interesting enough because of that or whatever, it's the same thing as like you said, you don't need to try to be 
more. You don't need to try to be like me or Sam. You don't need to try to be different because that would also be your own version of inauthenticity, right? Like in in the same way that it would be inauthentic for you and I to like stop swearing, stop talking loudly, stop dancing and, you know, being silly. It would be inauthentic for somebody else to be like, oh, now I'm going to be a performer. And I'm going to like try and be this like extroverted, like crazy bubbly type person if that's not who I am. Um, So yeah, I think that's relevant. You just said something that I'm curious to hear your perspective on this is like, I think there's like, if we're looking at the spectrum of too much and not enough, it's like, I can feel too much and not enough at the same time which is crazy, like, how that is even possible, and it's like, whoa, that is how much programming we have, especially as women, around either being too loud or taking up too much space, and also not being enough. Yeah, well, it's like the, it's like the, it's like the um, the same with sexuality and stuff, right? It's like you can mm-hmm. never win because you're either too slutty or you're too prude. Or yeah. like it's oh, there's always that kind of like fucked up dichotomy of like it's never good enough no matter what you do. And I have I definitely had that same like revelation of like, holy shit, I actually have felt too much for a lot of my life and simultaneously not enough in other ways because – me being a three on the Enneagram, being a, an achiever, right? Yeah. That'll trigger a lot of not enoughness for me if I'm not performing enough or achieving enough or I don't have accomplishments or accolades or like if I don't look like I have it all together, like that's mm-hmm. like the wounding that can come from that facet of my personality. So yeah, it's so it's so interesting how it really can be both and. Obviously for some women, maybe it shows up stronger in one or the other. But I'm so glad that you brought that up because when you were talking about, right, like what makes you magnetic? What makes your energy magnetic? And then we went into this whole thing, right, of your belief systems and switching them and all of that. It was almost like your your route to becoming more magnetic was a lot of the stuff that was getting over the not enoughness of like, I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not worthy of being seen. People People don't care what I have to say. And funnily enough, before you even said that, what my answer was going to be was more through the lens of the too much wound, which is I feel like in order to become more magnetic, what I'm teaching my business clients now is polarize to magnetize, meaning have a fucking opinion. Mm -hmm. Be, be, Be fully yourself. Like actually just be who you are, say what you want to say, have an opinion, use your voice, right? That creates the magnetism because then you are polar. Like a magnet is only magnetic for the sake that it has polar opposites, that it has polar ends. So if you have no polarity to your personality or how you show up in the world, how are you going to, like, you'll be fine. It's not the end of the world, but if you're seeking true magnetism where people are really drawn to you, you have to stand for something. You have to be something. You have to, you have to be strong in who you are and be polar in that way. So that's what I feel like I'm teaching at this moment and what's coming up for me and what's relevant for me in terms of how do we create more magnetic energy? It's like, we'll be polar, have an opinion, like yeah. be who you are. Yes. Right. Yes. And so I love that we both, we, we kind of just like covered 
both ends of it, like from our different perspectives. Yeah. Well, I think too, it's like, it's almost like it's the both ends, but it's also the same thing in a way. Cause it's like, if you just be who you are, that is polar because I am so fucking different. Then let's just use Kurt because like he's, he feel, he feels like the most opposite to me, but that is why we work, right? It's yeah. like, he's drawn to me and most of my clients, they're actually like pretty, I don't want to say tame, but they're like pretty calm and like chill and like maybe introverted or they don't feel enough. And I'm like, woo. And so I am this magnet that's like in the North pole and they're in the South pole. And just to be clear, the North pole is not better than the South pole and the South pole is not better than the North pole. There's different. Um, so it's like, they're almost like, Ooh, right. And they get like sucked up. And that's always what women come to me. They're like, I just, your energy, like, and I consider myself kind of like an activator or an igniter or like, I used to be called when I was in sixth grade, my history teacher called me a firecracker. (laughs) And I was like, that's what I am. I blow shit up. Like I blow you up. I like remind you of like, go ahead. You can do it. Right. Like go take the action. And as soon as I try to not be that, that I'm like I get like depressed like when I try to be this like curated I don't know just version of me that's not me I'm like it's not me it's not me it's not me and I still have moments too where I'm sure you have this too where you like observe your own content or stories and you're like whoa that's a lot right? And it's like, whoa, we're just like totally like judging ourselves. Um, And I'm like, nope, that is me. Just that's an invitation for me to really deepen in this a lotness. Yeah, for sure. Well, I even remember we had a conversation once because I texted you about one of your podcast episodes and I was like, oh my God, that podcast episode was so dope. Like I loved it so much. And you were like, really? I kind of like was feeling like it was like a lot or something. And I was like, yeah. no, I fucking loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so real how much we can like what people perceive on the outside and then what's actually going on in the internal world. And I think that's the other thing that, you know, it's like so easy to forget that we're also human and it's like, yeah, we know ourselves well. And yeah, like we may love and accept ourselves. And also like we do still judge ourselves because we are humans and that will be a forever thing. Um, And that's okay. Like that's okay. We don't, we're never get to like be free of that unless we're like Buddha. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like enlightenment is a thing, but I don't know that it's part of my path during this. Yeah, I'm not there at yet. Least. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, bro. <laughs> We're yeah. We may never, we may never get there in this lifetime, but that's yeah. okay. I also don't think like the goal of every lifetime is to reach enlightenment either. I think there is things that are meant to be done that don't involve that. So whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> us and our us us and all of our fucks. I don't know if we're for destined for the enlightened path. Um, but I wanted to just highlight what you said about firecracker because I actually just wrote a post the other day about the too much wound and Mm. I literally used the word firecracker in it. So Mm. I love 
Yeah. So I love that, like that you like have that as part of your experience of like who you are and how someone felt or interpreted your energy. And so basically what I was saying in this post is like, you know, it's, it's not, if you are a person that feels like you don't fit in, right? Because we've been talking about that too. It's not your job to fit in. It's your job to stand out. If you're a person that feels like you don't fit in for whatever reason or like you're too much or whatever the story is that you have, you know, it's not necessarily that everybody else has figured something out that you now need to figure out too, right? Like the goal is not to conform and fit in. It's like all those other people that are doing that are doing that because they have been conditioned away from themselves. And Mm. you are still in a piece of your authentic truth. And even if it's just a shred of your authenticity that remains, that you feel like this part of me is not accepted, this is too much, or guys don't like this, or whatever the story is, it's like that's your like one piece of the fabric of your being that remains, that has not been tainted, that has not been conditioned away from your natural state yet. And it's actually your job to be more of that because instead of all of us then becoming like a herd of sheep or like all just like kind of like flowing in this mainstream way and all becoming super vanilla and watered down so that we can quote unquote fit into this conditioned programming you will actually be the candle or the match that lights a thousand candles, right? Like you will be the single standing match that ignites all of these other people around you and inspires them to be more themselves because that's what happens. And that's why you are magnetic to your audience because they see you and in you, they see something that they know that they have, but they want to draw it forward. They want to uncover it. They want to draw it out. They want to peel back the layers and dig through the mud of all the conditioning and re-reveal that beautiful, authentic part of themselves. And so instead of us all becoming, you know, vanilla, watered down versions, instead we one by one all start becoming firecrackers. Yes. Yes. Because you remind me. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You, you remind me that I can show up in a certain way, that I can be loud, that I can dance silly, that I can have fun, that I like, it's a permission slip. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Amen to that. I think too, something that it's, that's kind of been coming up in response to what you're, you're talking about is this like, um, I would seek, like, I would almost go to mentors or other people's content to show me what was working or like who I should be in order to be successful. And before I hired any more mentor ever, I had a way of doing things like that was my way, right? And it was super fascinating when I was in containers with coaches who told me to do things a certain way. And then I was like, then I would doubt my own way and then conform to their way or think that I had to do it this way in order to be blah, blah, blah. And I was like, whoa. And 
I said to Mad, my uh, assistant and my co-coach, I was like, you know, this year, next year, even more so is like getting back to our roots. And it's like going inside to find out who we are, not going outside. And I think that truly has been like the journey of like, you're not going to find who you are out there. You're going to find who you are in there. And when like, I've had so many wounds around like needing external validation or seeking external validation to feel like I was good enough. And now it's like, okay, I know I'm good enough. That's a belief I have. And also the belief that I'm still like solidifying in even more so is like that I know enough. Like I know the thing. I don't need to go out there. Like I know the thing. I know the thing I need to say. I know the, I know my message and nobody else knows that and can extract that for me because it's inside of me. And it's like, where, where are you giving your power away or where are you thinking that somebody else has the key? It's like, no. And that's what I teach in my mentorship. I literally, it's kind of funny. Like they get in and they have all the modules. Like we have like 50 video modules of like things, everything from like sales, marketing, et cetera. But on our live calls, I'm like, okay, this is what works for me. You can play around with it, but my business structure will not work for you, right? It won't, it won't be, it will not be the perfect structure for you. You got to find your way, right? You got to trust yourself. And I'm just going to ask you the questions so that you can uncover what your own magic secret sauce is because my secret sauce is mine. Like it's dancing, it's playful, it's loud, it's saying fuck, whatever. What is your secret sauce? What is your story? Who are you? Like, what do you do when you're not on Instagram? Right? Are you dancing in your room? If you're not dancing in your room, why the heck would you dance on Instagram? To get more real views? What? You're going to sacrifice your integrity and your authenticity to get more likes for what? To be unhappy? No. So there's like this incongruence that can happen in, in the online space. And it's like, just take a look at like what you do with your free time and what you do with your partner or your friends or what you you know enjoy and be that and show that that is it that's it because you don't have to try anymore you get to just be yourself and document it along the way and you literally the mantra i've been using and you probably use too is like i get paid to be myself and it's like I'm already dancing in the the driveway. I might as well just film it <laughs> to put it on the gram. Like I'm already pulling a card. I might as well take a pic and share it. Like I'm yeah. already drinking my cacao. I might as well take a pic and talk about the recipe. Like, you know, like I'm already hiking. I'm already topless. I'm already in the bath. I'm already doing that. I'm not doing that for the gram. I'm not doing that to prove or try. I'm doing that because that's what my body wants and what I feel like doing. And that's it. And I think that is truly like the embodiment piece plus the magnetism piece, like standing for something, believing in something, knowing who we are, plus the embodiment. That is like the cocktail of success and happiness because you're not wasting energy trying, you're not wasting energy trying to prove, and you're just being yourself and getting paid for it. 
like, yo, why would you want to do anything but the work that we do? <laughs> yeah. I feel so lucky that like, this is our job, like teaching people how to do this because it's like so much fun, but it's so important what you said about, yeah, we're just, we're, I think a lot of us are, it's part of our conditioning. Like it all is, you know, we're conditioned to always believe that somebody else has the answer that somebody else knows better, right? Like we're conditioned away from our own power from a very young age. I've talked about this on the podcast before, but it's like when you go to school, it's automatically like somebody always knows better than you. An adult or a teacher is always right. Even when looking back now, you're like, that teacher was a dumbass, (laughs) (laughs) right? It's like the health teacher that was like out back smoking cigarettes or the gym teacher that was clearly overweight and not exercising, but like telling you to run the pacer test and you have to raise your hand in order to go to the toilet because you don't know enough about your own body's needs and you're not trusted to be be a person who is in integrity and not abuse the system. It's like, we're just put in this thing that's like, you can't be trusted. So you must follow all these rules and always seek validation from without, right? Where did you yeah. get your answer from? Like, did is it yeah. cited? Is it from a book? Like, is it from a whatever kind of article? Like, all that shit in school. And obviously, some of it is necessary and some of it's just like part of life, but it just goes to show how much we are conditioned away from our own power and trusting ourselves and feeling like we can know the answer. Yes. Like so many women are walking around feeling like they have no answers for anything that's going on in their life. They have no answers for how to run a business. And of course, people that have gone before you and that have built things in a way that you would like to do it, they're going to have tips for you. They're going to have advice for you. They're going to have tangibles for you. That stuff is great. But at the end of the day, if you don't trust yourself to make any decision without the guidance of somebody else, you're you're not going to be a business owner. Like you're going to be fucked. Even if you're not running a business, if you can't live your life without the validation or the permission or somebody else's, yes, I think that's good. I think that looks good. I think that's correct. If you can't live without your own decision-making skills of knowing what's right for you and what's best for you, like you're going to have a hard time. It's just going to be so difficult. And that is a lot of where, I know you talk about this a lot too, but like really understanding what your intuition is and what it feels like for you and what that knowing is for you. Like you need that in business, right? Like we could teach you marketing and landing pages and how to price your offers and building a course and all this other stuff, which we do. But I think arguably something that's more important that we teach is this shit because you can know how to have a landing page and build a course and price an offer, But like, if you don't know yourself, if you don't know how to be authentic, if you don't know how to listen to your intuition, if you don't know how to make your own decisions, if you don't know how to believe in yourself, if you don't have a sense of self-worth, you're going to have mad money issues. Like it's just, it's going to be a mess. And you won't even show up and sell your thing because you won't think it's good enough. Yeah. Like, and that's, I think that's the biggest roadblock for any online entrepreneur. It's not, not knowing enough. It's that they don't feel like they are enough. That's That's right. That's right. I always, I always say this and it's one of my favorite things to say to my clients and to myself, which Mm -hmm. is you are enough and you know enough right now. Mm -hmm. 
yes, you don't need another course. You don't need another certification and you don't need a mentor. Like if you want a mentor, hire them. But as soon as you think you need someone, mm -mm, you're outsourcing your power. You think they have the answers and they don't. We don't. Sam and I do not have the answers for you. We will hold space for you to grow into the woman that you want to be. We will ask the questions. We will give you the strategy and all that stuff and the structure and teach you how to learn to your intuition, like learn and listen to your intuition. But at the end of the day, it's up to you. It's up to you. Like you can't, uh, I know I've had moments where I've like expected my coach to like save me <laughs> or like somehow like come and like fix everything in my business or like whatever. And I was like, that was crazy. Like, <clears throat> no. So it's yeah. like knowing that you hold the keys to your unique, successful blueprint. And as soon as we go into this powerless victim, we feel it. We feel it and our audience feels it. And there's like a lack of clarity and a lack of confidence and a lack of certainty. And people... Like people don't buy from people that aren't confident. They just don't because if you're not confident about yourself and if you're not confident about your business and if you're not confident in what you're saying, people aren't going to be confident in it either. You, well, it's, it's energy. With you. Yeah. It's energy. Like you can feel it when someone's uh -huh. like wishy, wishy washy about like what they're saying or like, it feels like they're not like all in and they're like yes this is a hundred percent like i know this to be true like i love this thing i'm so proud of this i'm excited for you to have this to do this to experience this whatever like that's the energy that you're like yes okay i'm in like yeah. there has to be the confidence piece and i think it's even like you said people in personal development can become addicted to that overconsumption of information like we were talking about before. And I think that's also a form of self-sabotage. It's like, you're afraid of failing. You're afraid of showing up. You're afraid of starting. So you're just going to convince yourself that you need more and more and more and more knowledge so that you don't ever actually have to put yourself out there. You're going to be like, I just need to take another course. I need to do another certification. Like yeah. we're not, we're not ragging on like coach on like courses or certifications or mentorship. Like we do all that stuff. Obviously we know it's powerful and we believe in it, but it's like, even myself, I have to I have to be really in tune with my intuition before I invest in something of like, do I actually desire this thing from an excited place or am I coming from a place of lack and being like, I need this person to give me something that I don't have so that I can fill a hole and like, then I'll be better. And that yes. unfortunately is the place where a lot of people come from when they've taken a million courses, they're doing all kinds of certifications and they still haven't started. It's like, girl, you know enough. You are enough exactly as you are. Just fucking go. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Literally. And my mantra, I mean, I'm sure you've heard me say it a bajillion times is like messy action. Like the perfectionism and like, I don't know if I'm not a blah, 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 blah. Like, it's just a protection mechanism. It's literally perfectionism is just a protection mechanism and it's trying to keep you safe from, from all the things, right? And it's like messy action. You're not going to die. And I promise if like, I, I know rejection can feel like death, but honestly, like 
this is why I post so much on social because I'm in the practice of like getting out of the perfectionism and like messy action. And it's like, good. I don't want my posts to take more than like 20 to 30 minutes because that means I'm trying too hard. And it's like, I, I challenge my clients. I give them all usually when they come in like for business, I'm like three posts a day, go. And they're like, what? And I'm like, exactly. You can't be on Canva for three fucking hours for each post because you'll blow your brains out. So go through three posts a day, 30 minutes max, go. And they're like, huh, but like, they're going to suck. And I'm like, good, get that <laughs> out of your system. Like truly. Cause I'm like, then you're going to start to like find your groove and it's going to take you, you're going to become a creator really fast and you're going to stop focusing on what size font should this text be and actually just put the damn content out. And I mean, that's how I built my biz was like, all right, consistency. I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up. And I know that like nine out of 10 pieces of content are going to be bleh and that's okay. And like, they're not going to be the best. It's kind of like workouts, like eight out of 10 of my workouts. They're what I was like. I feel good after obviously, but like, you know, one is amazing and one sucks. So it's like, if we think about that, like only about 20% of what we do is actually responsible for like 80% of the results in our life. So if we are pouring, like if we're overthinking every fucking thing that we do, every story, every post, every, 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 we are going to be so tired (laughs) and we're not going to create enough. So it goes back to that full circle to the beginning of like the energy and the creation consumption ratio. It's like 80% creation 20% consumption and you don't even have to be a business owner to abide by this you can take this into your personal life too of like totally are you over consuming food netflix social the news podcasts are you always listening are you always in consumption or are you writing right are you getting out there are you moving are you having conversations, talking, yeah, being talking. expressive. Hmm. Hmm. Are you painting? Are you doing your art? Like, are you are you going up and serving your community? Like, whatever that means for you, it's like, hmm. And that's kind of where I think we can unlock a totally new level for us is when that ratio starts to shift. It doesn't have to go from 2080 to 80-20, but like maybe it goes 30-70 and then 60-40, 50-50, etc. And that's for me kind of what it was. Like, especially when I started, was like I was totally consuming so much. And I just sometimes I get into phases like that too. You know, it's like it's not linear. Um, but I'll notice it, you know, I feel depleted, feel tired, I feel uninspired. And I'm like, oh, it's because I'm creating, I'm like just consuming too much. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I notice that so much. Like if I'm in a phase where I'm like scrolling way too much on social, it's so funny how that happens. It's like the time, the times of your life or the periods or phases of your life where you're like scrolling a lot or like losing hours on TikTok, which is totally possible. Like there's no shade like that happens to me. That will be the phase where you are not creating as much also. Like it just, it goes hand in hand. So it's, it's good to be able to have the awareness around that in your own life, whether it's just personal life. Like, am I creating living being 80% 
consuming 20. And even if it's in, you know, like a business, are you like trying to learn and listen and consume all the time and, you know, you're not really creating any, anything. So I think that's really great advice. And I, I need that advice also. Like, yeah, there will be ebbs and flows and I have to, I have to be aware of that when I get into a space where I'm like, fuck, I'm like consuming way too much. Like I need to put this down. I need to, I went through a phase where I literally stopped listening to any personal development podcast. I'm kind of still in that phase. Sometimes I dabble, but I did get to a point where I was like, I cannot listen to another like, like big kind of like personal where every episode is like five tips to do this or three ways to do that. Like I get it. I like those episodes sometimes, but I was consuming so much to the point where I could feel anxiety in the center of my chest, like underneath my sternum bone while I was listening to those episodes because it was like my own brain was putting pressure on me of like, I need to be learning this. I need to be integrating this so that I can regurgitate it so that I can teach it somehow so that I can make it useful to others. It was like, I could not just go on a walk and listen to the podcast and be like, wow, interesting. So interesting. Oh it was like, so I need, I need to know this. This needs to be part of my life and my teachings. And I was like, okay, bitch, fucking shut it off. We're shutting Kill. it down. Yeah. Like, oh, I can relate just, so hard. Oh, that is yeah. So I just funny. had to, I had to cancel all of them. I was like, I'm done with books and podcasts that are not just fun combos, real life shit, yeah. people having like real authentic, genuine conversations like this one, or even just people that are like being funny, reading stories, comedy. Like I just needed that more than the constant information overload. I couldn't do it anymore. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. And it's so funny. I think like the coach in us is always looking to like learn something and teach. We're like, Oh, this would be a great blank. And I'm always like, oh my God, every, every day, I'm always like, content idea, content idea, content. Like, Jesus Christ, can I not just enjoy my goddamn life? And do I have to turn this bathtub fucking moment into a goddamn post? Like, all right, cool it, cool it creator. Cause I think that's just part of who we are. Um, yeah. But yeah, like there's always so many lessons and like, I mean, I think one of the biggest lessons in all of this is like, there is an abundance of content. Like that's not the issue you know, the, the actual thing for most of us is about consuming less and slowing down and just kind of being with ourselves more. Cause then that, and that's where the real potent truth comes out. It's like, bam, you know, like what you said about, uh, Oh God, I don't even remember what you said, but it was about the, um, information and integration. And there was oh, yeah. I inspiration yeah. without implementation is just more information that like maybe someone said that but like it came out of your mouth so I'm gonna just credit it to uh Samantha yeah (laughs) I I felt like it was a download so I think it's mine but like who knows yeah I'm sure someone said it before and just like everything but it's it's kind of like whoa when you kind of have those like potent truths come through it's like that's what I need to share today and it's not like someone else's content that also resonated for you that you're going to now turn into your message. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. That's it. Yeah. I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a quote out of that and I'm going to do it really fast. Like you would do it. 30 seconds. Yeah. Canva. Dude, 30 seconds. Whip it up. Boom, 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 boom. And then save it as a photo and put it on your page. <laughs> that is what I do. <laughs> so easy. I'm going to do that. Yeah. 
Do it, girl. Okay, so let's this leave. So let's. Yeah, I know. I just this like is, love us. <laughs> I think we're going to do this more often. So if you guys are listening and you like this type of episode where we just kind of get yeah, on Zoom right. and like talk to each other like <laughs> and catch up essentially, talk about what's present for us in life and business, um, send us a DM. Let yeah. us know. Sam X Sam episodes. That's right. Yeah. Maybe more things to come in the future. We, yeah. our collaborations are always lit. So yeah. no, yeah. Do- <laughs> drop us a, drop us a DM baby. So we know that's it. Okay. So let's leave people with like one, one short piece of advice. This is the hardest thing ever because I know. when someone asks you like, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? And you're like, wait, I can't. Or like, that. what's your favorite song or what's your favorite movie? I literally hate that question. Who the I'm heck like, has a favorite song? I'm like, every single song title that I've ever known has been eliminated from my brain in this moment. <laughs> I don't listen to music. <laughs> like I can't even think of, I can't even, can't even think of one fucking song. Literally, can you Same. wait? Wait, I was being interviewed on a podcast not that long ago, and at the end, she was like, "I like to ask all of my guests if you were like coming out on stage for like a big keynote speech, and you had to like walk, you had to walk out to a song. <laughs> what song would it be?" And I was, it was that. I was like, literally, my brain <laughs> went completely blank. I what did like, you? I, I cannot think of one fucking artist or song ever. I literally said like Beyonce. <laughs> I'm not even that big of a Beyonce fan, but it was like the always like Girls Run the World or something. Like that would not be my song. I'm sorry. Goodbye. And then after that, I like went in my Spotify and I was like, you need to learn a song because that was embarrassing. <laughs> All right. That's a great question, though. I feel like the two songs that came to mind as you were talking, Ludacris, Roll Out, love that song. Like, roll out, you know? And then, um, I don't know who sings this, but Shake Your Tail Feather. I love that song. Oh, that's a good one. Nelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nelly. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, I remember the music video for that for that song listening to it or like watching it when I was in like sixth grade and just being in my like parents bedroom like ah, like twerking and when twerking wasn't even a thing yet and I'm like they're all like wearing like feathers and like there's these like wild women and I'm like I'm one of them <laughs> authenticity yeah there you go authentic code okay so one well maybe let's do um one thing, right? One takeaway? Yeah, one thing. Should we do one affirmation? One. I feel like we, there's been so many good things that came up already. I did write some things down because I always do. Um, I think what you said about polarizing to magnetize. Oh, yeah. It's like, that's so good. Like, just be who you are and have an opinion and know that, like, not everyone's going to like you. And thank God. That would be overwhelming. You don't, you, we couldn't, you would get super overwhelmed. So it's like, just know that like who you are is enough and like your people will find you if you, when, when you, cause I'm assuming you will do this when you show up and say what you got to say and share what you want to share. Love it. I'm going to go with my classic. 
you are enough, you know enough. I think that's an important one for people to take from this episode for whatever context it fits into your life right now. But you know enough, you are enough right now, exactly as you are, like just go start. Mm, Yeah. Messy action, baby. Just go for it. Take 30 seconds and just go do something. Yes. Live more, be more, create more, consume less. That's another really good one that we talked mm-hmm. about. Okay, you guys, this has been so much fun. Sam and I could talk forever. Um, we've been on the phone for like hours and then we just decided to record half of it for you. So yep. <laughs> welcome to our combo. If you love this episode, take a screenshot, share it to your stories, um, mm-hmm. send us a DM tag us, do all the things. It really, really helps like when you support people's businesses and podcasts in that way. So thank you so much for everybody who shares the show and the episode. If you have a friend who you think would resonate with this or love listening into this conversation, take the link, send it to her, text it to her. You know Mm -hmm. what to do. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. We love you so much. We'll be back with more Sam X Sam content. Yes, we love you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye guys. Bye. 